0: Hi, 361, this is Pastor Rodney Logan and family, and we have a new message to share with you. But before we get into the message, I just want to bring forth a young person who is sharing their experience of going through this pandemic, a person who feels that they have lost some things, but they know that they're valuable. Please take a listen to Jessica Logan as she shares her thoughts. And she just wants everyone to know that you may feel lost, you may feel alone, but she wants you to know that you are valuable. And then we'll have a message by Pastor Rodney Logan who will get into the parable of the lost. God bless you and have a wonderful day.
1: have questions for today. More so tasks for this week. I don't know about you, but this last week was interesting, to say the least. At least for me, it started off really, really well and strong, and then small occurrences would happen, and then I'd find myself annoyed and then irritated until I just ultimately was in a really bad mood for two days. Like I felt like I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, even though I didn't, but it just felt that way. And I was just in my feelings, honestly. Just in my feelings. I just felt like I lost a lot of things.
0: That side of the bed don't feel as good as the other side? Yeah, you
1: know, like I just, I just felt like I had lost a lot of things because, you know, it's back-to-school season and there's a bunch of people that are going back to school and I don't really get to do that. I get to be online and that's kind of hard. It's a new reality to have to deal with. And then just being here in Arizona and all my friends are back... At where my school is. Or they're scattered around the United States. And my sister moved away. So it's just been a hard week. Because all of these things have like. i finally processed them and realized it. So. I am one of those people that just feels alone. And so that's how my week has been feeling. That's how my week was feeling. So that was. That was you know we're into a new week. So. I feel lost. I don't know if you feel lost, but I feel lost. And today's conversation was hard. It was a hard one to listen to just because, like, it's hard to admit when you feel like you're lost. It's hard. It's hard hard to admit that, but that's how I feel. I feel lost in that I don't know where I'm going and that's okay, but I don't like being in that position ever. I don't like not knowing where I can go. I don't like not knowing what's the next step. I don't like waiting without being able to look forward to something. And that's the situation that I'm in. I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting. And that's the posture that I have to get used to. Because the fact of the matter is, is as Pastor Ronnie said, God's strengthening us. And In this season of life, that's what he's doing. It feels like I'm being broken into pieces, but that's not what's happening. It's the fact that I have to be broken in order to be built strong by God because I'm at the point where I know that I can't do this by myself. And that's what we talked about last week. (laughs) It's true, we did. And so um, it may feel like... God's breaking you, but really, the circumstances that you're praying and hoping for him to take away are actually the ones that you need to go through, so that way you can be strengthened and gain the skills that he wants you to have, so you have the confidence for the next level. So if you feel alone, like me, it's okay. You're not alone in that feeling, and it's okay to feel the way that you feel, because you know, going back to farmers, seeds, they can't grow right next to each other. It doesn't work that way. They won't, they won't produce anything. They won't become a flower, they won't become a tree, they won't become whatever they're supposed to be, being on top of each other. They have to be separated and in solitude. So if you feel like you're being separated from different situations, like relationships, family members, jobs. If you just feel that you're being separated from everything that you once knew, it's okay. Because maybe in this season, it's time for you to be in solitude so that God can work on you so you can grow and flourish into what you're supposed to be. So yes, if you feel lost, I feel lost too. Because I'm not where I'm meant to be and that's something that I realized today I'm not where I'm supposed to be so yes I feel lost I feel like I'm in a dark place and if you feel that way too it's okay because God's still there he's still watering you he's still making sure that you get the right sunlight and everything but it doesn't feel that way, right? But he's still there. His invisible hand is everywhere, so when you look back you see that his hand was in everything. It's like what Pastor Ronnie said today. How the church, how we've been in the last eight months God has done far more, has touched far more people in the last eight months than he has in 15 years. Where what we've been in Broadcasted, we've touched different phones, screens in eight different places. I can't name them because I don't remember them all off the top of my head, but we're no longer just in Arizona. We're no longer just in Maricopa. And it took this painful process to get there being cut off, doors being shut down, not being able to be in front of one another inside four walls that we call church, when we are the body of Christ, we are the church, and we reach. We are the feet, we're the hands, we're the eyes, we're the nose, and the mouth. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate that. So here are the three tasks that I have for you this week. And maybe, just maybe, our joy and our strength, because our strength comes from joy, because God is our strength Wow, hold on, English The joy of the Lord is our strength There we go So maybe we need to Take steps instead of just focusing On ourselves Or our immediate family Right here Or the ones that you already think about But the first thing As Pastor Ronnie had already said One, try and help Someone or a local Organization outside of your home. That could be a local restaurant. That could be the food bank. That could be literally someone on the side of the street that says, God bless you, and maybe you give them a smile back. Or if you want to take it a step further, and they're hungry, maybe pay for a meal. That's the first one. The second one, pray for the lost one. We all know someone, or something, that's lost that could be the country as a whole that could be a policy that could be a person that you know and love and cherish or it could be someone that you know who has a son or a daughter or a granddaughter that they've been asking for your prayers for that person because they're lost they're not where they're meant to be Number three, rejoice right now that lost people, lost things, lost situations, circumstances are being restored. But not to the way that they were, but to the way that God wants them to be, which is far greater and better than what they could imagine. So we have to rejoice. that are the three tasks that I have for you this week. Pastor Sharon will post something later on today if you forget and want to remember later on. It will be a phone wallpaper, so if you just want to download it off of Facebook and put it on your phone, that way you're reminded every day, you can do that as
0: well. And so I start off with another one of my stories about my dad. And, you know, my dad, he was this uh, man who believed in keeping us together. And so one of the things he would do is uh, he would have this saying, he would say is that if y'all leave together, you better make sure that you come back together. And I'll never think I'll never forget that because I don't know about y'all. But, you know, you always have one or two in the bunch that just want to do their own thing. But his policy was if you leave together, you better make sure you come back together. And so what he was trying to teach us was this principle of accountability or another way of saying that no matter how you look at it, you are your brother's keeper. Because if you come back without your brother, then not only will you be in trouble, but also your brother who you left out there. And so I just wonder how many people are we leaving out there that maybe we could reach out and go get them, but maybe we just haven't. But if you have your Bibles, let's turn to Luke chapter 15. Let's turn to Luke chapter 15. And I I know there's nobody out there that's like this because I know we're all about keeping up with our brothers and our sisters. But in Luke chapter 15, it tells this parable. And it's the story of the lost sheep. It says in verse 1, "Tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach." This made the Pharisees and the teacher of religious law complain that he was associating with such despicable people, even eating with them. So Jesus used this illustration If you had 100 sheep and one of them strayed away and was lost in the wilderness, wouldn't you leave the 99 others to go and search for the lost one until you found it? And then you would joyfully carry it home on your shoulders. When you arrive, you would call together your friends and neighbors to what? Rejoice. With, uh, with you because your lost sheet was found. In the same way, heaven will be happier over one lost sinner who returns to God than over ninety nine others who were who are righteous and have strayed away. And so it occurred to me that you know one of the things that you know it's easy for us all to get into is is to have the discussion of what is lost and why it was lost, and I'm just here to tell you that, you know, that's really not the point of it being lost. For example, you know, my daughter, she gets lost, and her sister's supposed to be keeping, my point is, is that I don't want to have the conversation about why she got, I just want her brought back here. So the point of what is lost is that you're not where you're supposed to be, is the point that my dad would make is that your brother's not where he's supposed to be. And if you just think about that, that could be mentally, physically, spiritually. You're not where you're supposed to be. And therefore, you're lost. And the point he's trying to drive home is that that's not right. There's something we can do about it. And here's the point that he was making to me. It's not my responsibility to change him it's my responsibility to get him here to his presence. Because when we do what the father asks us to do and get him into the presence, then now the father has the responsibility of speaking into his life the things that need to be spoken. So when I look at Luke chapter 15, I see four different things. The number one thing that I see is that here is that this particular shepherd, he knows that the 99 are safe. So it's not that he's forgetting about the 99. What, what he's doing is that he's making an assessment to say that these 99, they are safe. They are where they're supposed to be, but I have one. Okay, you follow me? He knows that there is one that is in danger. And so what he's saying is that it's because of this one that is in danger and that these 99 are okay I'm going to go and find the one that is in danger and I'm going to bring him home to where he needs to be. I think that's a powerful point. That there is one that's out there where he's not supposed to be and the responsibility is to get him where he needs to be. And so the third point that I see here is that he showed that every sheep is valuable. Mm -hmm. The 99 that are where they're supposed to be is valuable. The one that is lost out there that's in a place where he's not supposed to be is valuable. God wants you to know that even if you're lost, you don't know where your next step is. He wants you to know that you're still valuable to him. So I love this fourth point is because he expresses joy when he finds the one that is lost. Mm -hmm. Oh, can I get a witness today? Mm -hmm. It is time for us to have a feast and a party because the one is now back where he's supposed to be so that he can begin to receive some instructions. Church, I believe that in the midst of all that we're going through, we can't forget about those that may be lost, those that may have some other things that are going on and the only thing that's going to help them is for them to get into the presence of the Father. Now, I must admit that when I was growing up, I used to get upset when my dad would wake me up and tell me to go get my brother who was grown. But you know what I came to learn is that my dad would wake my other brothers up to go get me. Because the point was, is that I needed some instructions. And the only way I was going to get those instructions was for me to be in his presence. Can we just take a minute and just talk about it? Because, you know, there are some of us that, you know, we do this. Mm Mm-hmm, I heard you. But when you sit in front of a person that has intensity, that's looking at you and say, do you hear what I said? Mm -hmm. You know, you you have to respond back like you understood what he said. So that's the point that my dad was making a point is that he needs to be in my presence so that not only can he hear my voice, but he needs to feel how intense it is that he continues to go the right way, which is the same way I see my father in heaven, is that he wants for us to get in his presence. So not only can we hear it, but we can feel his love. We can feel his intensity that he has for us. And so, as the story goes, right, is that we all have a responsibility not to change each other, but just to direct each other to where the presence of the Lord is. Amen? Amen. Come on. I don't know about you guys, but I found myself sometimes where it just seems like I just don't have the joy that I used to. You know, and that can be a bad day where you just don't have the joy you used to have. And often you ask myself that question. Why is it that I don't have the joy that I used to have? Hmm. I actually ask myself this question Because the word of God tells us in Nehemiah 8.10, it says that the joy of the Lord is a strength. Why don't we just turn there? Let's go to Nehemiah chapter 8. Nehemiah chapter 8. I got my flipper Bible. So I'm flipping along with you guys. You don't want to flip. Come on. Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse number 10. He says, and Nehemiah continued, go and celebrate with a feast of choice foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before the Lord. Don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Come on. The joy of the Lord is your strength. But notice, what is it that they was doing when God told them that the joy of the Lord is your strength? Is that they went out and they began to share with others. So I had this thought that maybe we don't feel as strong. As we should, because we're not entering to that joy, because maybe we're just not sharing with others. That maybe our joy could be restored as we begin to share with others. Hmm. Yeah. Psalms twenty-eight seven. You guys still have your Bibles with you? Psalm. Let's read that one. Psalms twenty-eight seven. I like this one too. Psalms twenty-eight. In verse number seven, says it this way. He says, the Lord is my strength and my shield from every danger. I trust in him with all my heart. He helps me and my heart is filled with joy. So in other words, what we saw in this parable, we we saw there was this occasion where there was one that was lost. But now that he's found, now there's something that is erupting and it's called joy. Joy is erupting all because one loss was found. Wow. Just imagine if it was two that was lost and was found. How much more joy? And so there's every opportunity for us to have a lot of joy. Amen? Because there's a lot of people that are lost. Or another way of saying that, they're just not where they're supposed to be. And God is asking us, can you go get them and bring them to my presence Mm -hmm. so that I can just have a conversation with them? I just want to talk to them. Is that all right? Is Is it all right if... God just has a little talk with your brother, your sister, not that he 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 wants to exclude you from the comes. But he's just saying is that let me talk to him. Let me let me see if they'll listen to what I have to say. Maybe they'll feel me. They'll feel my love, my intensity that I have for them and that they'll know that it doesn't have to be the place where you feel that you are alone. Can we talk about that for a minute? About the number of people that just feel alone in this day and age. People that used to feel fulfilled when they went to their job in their workplace. They used to be feel fulfilled when they were in their school or going about their day to day. They now feel alone. Did you know that God still wants you to know that? even though circumstances have changed, he has not changed. And that what he wants for you to be able to, to feel is how he is strengthening you. Somebody say, I don't feel like he's strengthening me. <laughs> what it feels like is that I'm alone. But you're not alone. Because you have brothers and sisters that are thinking about you. They're thinking about where you are and are you in the place that God wants you to be in? Mm-hmm. He's thinking about what can He do to bring you home again. Mm-hmm. He's thinking about you and what He needs to do to challenge you, to encourage you, so that you'll get ready for the next level. Somebody say the next level. The next level. Yeah, that God wants for you to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing that I come to learn. Is that it's hard to get to the next level when you don't have the next instructions. How do you get the next instructions? By coming home and getting into his presence where he can begin to strengthen you. Amen. And as he strengthens you, it gives you what? Confidence. That God wants to give you confidence for your next level. So what's our challenge for today? Our challenge for today comes out of Psalms 51 and 12. Where God is challenging us and letting us know that joy is something that can be restored. I say, wait a minute, Pastor. I thought we were talking about lost but valuable. Yeah. But if it's lost and it's valuable, then somebody has to begin to know that then there's a restoration that needs to take place to restore you to all of the value that you are. You know, we were talking about this today in our our devotional, and we were talking about the whole point of restoration. It's not to get it back to the place where it is 50%, but to get it back to where it is completely useful. We were talking about the fact that, you know, there are professional athletes that, you know, if they're leg, their knee, whatever that is is only restored to 70% capacity they got to retire they got to hang it up because they need to have 100% of their capacity same thing with us, God is looking at us as that "Mm, I don't want to just restore you to be back to your old self I want to restore you to be your new self that behold God wants to make all things new He wants to make us new. So the brother, the sister that was lost, that has value, he wants to get it back into his present, so that it can be restored. How many people want to be restored? You want to be made new? That you don't want to be looked upon as the one who was just lost? I don't know about y'all, but you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't like being referred to the brother that's lost. I love being found to be referred to as the brother that was found. Amen. Come on. You know, one of the things that we was talking about, I told Jessica, I said, Jessica, in that same chapter, they had a lost son. And, and we all know that, right? We know that parable very well, that there was two brothers and, you know, he had two sons. And the, the one says that, God, Dad, give me what's owed to me because I'm done, I'm out of here and he went away and he spent everything that he had and you know, and finally he said to himself man, I should go home anybody ever said to himself I should just go home I should just go home and so he did and when he got home, his dad was so happy that he was coming home that he threw a feast but he had another brother that was there, and he couldn't believe that the father was throwing a feast for his brother who had wasted everything he had got. And I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like to, to be the brother that's at home and there's a feast that's being thrown. But you know what? God is telling us is that you're valuable, and he's throwing a feast for you too. And so as we come to a close, we want you to know that God can cause our hearts to smile even if things on the outside seem to be falling apart. Can I say that one more time? Mm -hmm. That God can cause our hearts to smile even if things on the outside seem to be falling apart. Hmm. My heart is smiling. Things all around me may not seem the way I want them to be. But my heart is smiling because I remember that it is the joy of the Lord that is my strength. I have to remember that I get my strength from God and I get my strength when I begin to share with others. So this week, I believe that our challenge has got to be is that we got to do something locally. Yeah, locally. One of the things that is happening is our food banks. All right, 361, this is Pastor Rodney, and I just want to thank you for joining us. I pray that this message has blessed your life, that you will know that regardless of how you feel, whether you feel alone or you feel a God wants you to know that you are valuable. You are valuable. God bless you, and you have a wonderful week.